Greetings, I am your host, Tina Clark, and welcome to the second season of my Weirdest Experience podcast. This is the show of the weirdest experience that has ever happened to you and gives you a venue to fully express yourself and share your weirdest story with the world. This is the No Judgment Zone, a safe place to share your experience. And it's also a place where we discuss what happened to you and share some possible theories on what and why this happened. If you would like to be on the show, email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. I have Eureka Carlson here today, all the way from Sweden. And it's like 7.30 in the morning for her, and it's 1.30 in the afternoon for me. And she's an author and a yoga therapist and a spiritual teacher. And she is going to share a little more about herself. And also she's going to share her healing story with us today. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. And just it's uh, 7.30 in in the evening. Oh, in the evening. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. Because you're always ahead of us. (laughs) But uh, it feels good to be here. Uh, it's really nice and warm here in Sweden now. So I'm sitting here with you in my mobile home because it's the coolest place I could find. Yeah. So right now for people listening, it's 86 degrees, which is very warm for Sweden. Very, very warm. So <laughs> very warm, especially in the evening. So yep. Here I am. Yeah, and you probably don't have air condition, or a lot of people don't have air condition, correct? We do, we do. It's just that um, it's quite expensive when you're having the air condition on, so we just open the windows. It works as well. Yeah, yeah. It probably cools off at night there, so even if it's warm during the day. Here in, in Charleston, South Carolina, it's warm day and night. So no one's opening their windows at night. <laughs> I see. So tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background. And, um, you know, what is a yoga therapist? And what is your book about? And what do you teach spiritually? So tell us more about yourself. Thank you. There was a lot of question in one question, so um, maybe you have to repeat them if I if I miss something. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm born and raised here in Stockholm, which is the capital of Sweden, and uh, I'm 51 years old. I'm a single mom with two teenagers. In the year of 2008, I was really, really, I was at rock bottom. And I had gotten there, you know, over time, but, and I didn't even know that it was rock bottom. I thought that life was supposed to be like that, but I was depressed and I was um, having a lot of panic attacks. I had sleeping disorders and I was suicidal. So at the time, my children were like um, three and five years old around that and there were so many things that happened at the same time. And like now, when I look back in the mirror, it's all like a blur. But it started It started that I've always had really, really high inner expectations of myself, 
high inner demands. And I've also, I am an intuitive empath, but at the time when I was a child, obviously I didn't know that I was intuitive or that I was very empathetic. So I felt so much all the time, like 24 seven and everything was enhanced all the time. And, and here in Sweden, our culture is that we are really suppressing our emotions. And we also have something called the Jantelagen, which is a very old unwritten law, but it's, you know, like in our DNA, that who do you think you are? You're nothing special. Uh, you must be like conform or adapt like anybody else. And so the people with this mindset, we stayed in Sweden, but the people that didn't approve of this mindset, they left to, to the United States. So uh, I know that. <laughs> so, oh, great. So all the people that think they're important moved here. <laughs> no, uh, the people that, uh, that uh, didn't want to be conform or the people that wanted more out of life they left sweden you know yeah. like hundreds of years ago so they moved mm -hmm. to the united states to the land of glory over there anyway uh, so when i was a kid i i was very sensitive and i felt everything really really deep deeply and i i learned at a very young age to suppress to suppress myself to suppress my emotions my expression and I learned to be the good girl the good girl that was validated you know by her um, results in school or how she was if she was pretty enough if she was you know yeah the good girl the, the the productive the good girl that was really competitive and with a lot of comparison so um, I was never able you know to fully express how I felt or, you know, my needs. So over time with all these suppressed emotions and also a lot of trauma and unresolved stress, I developed sleeping disorders. And I had sleeping disorders as a young teenager. And then I sort of adapted to, to those sleeping disorders as well. And the less I slept, the more I did. So eventually I was sleeping, you know, over the centuries because it started like I had really difficult to relax when I was about to fall asleep. And then I adapted to that. And then a couple of years I was living like that. And then I started to wake up in the nights and I adapted to that. And then I started to wake up and never go back to sleep. And eventually my sleep got so poor. So I only slept. 15 minutes per night so every night for many many years i woke up at 2 47 a.m after only 15 minutes of sleep and i woke up every night with these horrible nightmares that i was being slaughtered and murdered and tortured every night so i wake up with my heart pounding and this stale taste of blood in my mouth and i'm you know, all sweaty, and I don't know where I am. I'm really disorientated. And I still have this visions of myself being murdered on my retina. So, and then I just take a look at the um, alarm clock next to me, and I see that it's 2.47 a.m. 
and then I realized that I've only slept like 15 minutes. So here's my first book. It's called 247 AM, A Journey Home to My Heart. And I was on a Swedish uh, national television and talking about sleep. And then a lot of people connected with me and they said, so where's your book? You know, where's your story? It really resonated with, with me and with us. So we want to read it. So I, I had to start writing. And um, I'm, in this book, I'm sharing really, really, you know, raw and vulnerable moments of my sort of burnt out states and when I was being suicidal. And of course, it didn't start like this. So as I said, it started, you know, with one thing and then it led to another. And then at the end, I was so depleted and so depressed. I had so much self-hatred. So every time that I looked myself in the mirror, I was, you know, my eyes were all dead. There was like nobody at home. And uh, even though that I had two children, I just wanted to die. Um, so a turning point for me was when I, and, and I didn't, and I never told anybody how depleted I was. I never told anybody that I was, you know, depressed and suicidal and that I was standing with my pills for depression, pills for anxiety attack, pills for sleeping disorders. I had so much pills and medications in my, in my cupboard in the bathroom. So I was standing with my pills every morning, you know, thinking like, this is the day that I'm going to end this because I can't stand another day and another night when I'm being murdered. And so I was lying next to my husband at the time and he never knew, he never knew that I was being murdered next to him because I never told him. I only said that I was really tired because at the time um, I was so depleted and I only slept 15 minutes per night. So my whole nervous system was so affected so i was like a junkie i was so sensitive to lights and to sound so it's like you know like jerking and moving all the time it, like my nervous system was on fire 24 7. so i'm just telling him that i'm really really tired and that i need to sort of withdraw you know for a couple of days and at the time, my youngest, my, my baby girl, she's just, you know, a couple of months because I'm still breastfeeding her. But so I leave and I go out here to the Swedish archipelago where I'm now. And uh, I come here, it's the winter time. And I have this really weird feeling in my chest. I know now that it's a panic attack, but at the time I didn't know what it was. So. I could feel something moving within me and I tried to, I said to myself, well, I'm going to take, you know, a walk and burning off some calories because at the time I also had eating disorders. So I was going to take a quick walk to burn off some calories because I knew that that usually helped me with this uncomfortable feeling that I, that I felt. But this time it was sort of different. It was feeling almost like, some kind of volcano that was about to, to erupt. And I was terrified. I didn't know what it was. And I felt so scared. So I walk so fast in the winter. It's, uh, it's daytime and the sun is shining and the snowflakes are falling down, you know, like these little balls that you're shaking. So it's a beautiful day. 
and I'm all by myself in the wood and all of a sudden I just feel a massive pain in my heart like like a dagger knife straight into my heart and I feel that I'm going to have a heart attack so intuitively I put my hands on my chest trying to suppress the pain or hold on to the pain because it feels like I'm going to be scattered into a million pieces it, the pain is so massive and I just remember quick thought thought passing through my mind like oh my gosh like the snow is coming up to hit my face but it's me who, who I'm falling down into the snow and I'm curling up in fetus position trying to hold on to my heart and I'm terrified because I feel that I'm gonna die and nobody knows that I'm there and I didn't even get to say goodbye to my children so I'm lying there and I can hear this sort of a snap and I feel something move within me and I'm absolutely, absolutely terrified. And then all of a sudden I hear, you know, like some screams. It's like an animal that is dying. And, you know, if possible, I get even more terrifying. I'm lying there, fetus position, holding onto my heart. I hear, the, hear these howling, growling noises. And I realized it's me, it's something deep within me. And it scares the shit out of me because I don't know what it is and where it comes from. And I don't even recognize my own voice. And then I hear another snap. And then it's like, you know, opening a flood. So I'm just lying there and there's so much tears and I'm crying and sobbing and my body is moving and twisting there in the, in the snow. And so this goes on, this goes on for hours and I lose track of time and space. And eventually I can hear my own sobs sort of, you know, sort of fading out and the, the grunts and the noises also fade out. And I come back to my senses and realize that it's pitch black. It gets really black here, really dark here in Sweden at three o'clock in the winter time but I must have been there in the snow for like three, four hours. And when I came back to my senses, it was all my, all my senses were enhanced. Like I could hear the snowflakes falling and I could see, you know, different shapes and forms, even in the pitch black forest. And for the first time in my life, I could feel something that I describe as an, a stillness in expansion and my mind was all still there was not a thought in my head uh, which I was very unused to so this was like a big a huge turning point for me when I'm looking back you know sitting here talking to you now so I know that this was a big turning point but from there on there was a lot lot of work to do for me to heal. Wow. <laughs> so do you feel like that, that feeling in your heart, it was just, you couldn't hold it in anymore. Like you couldn't hold in your feelings anymore and your stresses and that they had to come out somehow. 
exactly that's exactly what's happened i didn't know it at the time i thought i was gonna you know die or going crazy or you know just to explode but i know now that everything that we suppress everything that we don't express is stored deep Mm -hmm. within our bodies it's stored in our subconscious or unconscious mind and our unconscious and subconscious mind is stored within the body within our organs, our cells, our DNA. So every, you know, trauma that we all have been through, big trauma, small trauma, every stress, every feeling and emotions that haven't been witnessed, observed, expressed is stored within the body. So I didn't know that at the time. I I truly thought that I was going to go crazy and And I remember the pain of lying there in the snow, you know, and obviously, you know, this was a very, very short narrative of my story because it lasted for like, you know, I started to dislike myself when I was three years old and I had feelings and thoughts about myself that I was fat, which I was not, and that I wasn't good enough, that I had to earn love. Uh, that everything that I felt needed to be suppressed. So I was, you know, my whole teenage time, I felt like I was always playing parts like the, the pretty one or the clever one or the funny one, the, the, the joker or anything. But all the time I felt, you know, ala- how do you say, alienated and mm-hmm. isolated I felt like I was, you know, some kind of UFO or, or alien. And I, I never felt at home in me, in my body here, on planet Earth. Um, and as I said already, uh, that I'm an intuitive empath. And, and when I was young, I, I could feel, you know, my parents. I could feel everybody. And I didn't know that. But it was like... I was this huge antenna just absorbing everything in and small traumas and also big traumas that I have experienced was never, you know, expressed or moved. Because as you hear from the word emotion, emotion is energy in motion, which means that energy needs to move, needs to be in motion. But we in the Western societies, we are so not used to show our strong emotions. And here in Sweden, you're not supposed to be too happy or too sad or too angry or too horny or whatever. You're just supposed to be a bit happy, a bit horny, a bit sad or whatever. So um, each and one of us in, in the world today are, you know, this is also what I teach today because everything that we see out there everything in this craziness that is going on in the world today with the wars and the pandemic and everything that is going on it's just a mirror the outer collective consciousness is just a mirror of the individual consciousness so each and one of us that are you know are having these traumas or unresolved emotions and feelings stored within our bodies we are transmitting it out into the outer collective. So we are contributing to this mm-hmm. bloody mess. So at, at three years old, that's really young to feel 
those negative feelings about yourself? Do you think that you were picking that up from the people around you or family members and it wasn't coming from you? Yes, of course, of course. Um, yeah. yeah, it's not so easy to know that when you're three, but I was pinching my stomach. I was, you know, holding onto my cheek. I, I, I always suppressed my own breathing. And my mom, she has had eating disorders, uh, which she doesn't own in the terms that she can't um, acknowledge it and mm -hmm. she can't express it. But I know that she had it because she was always talking about her weight and, oh, I've, you know, I've gained half a kilo, so now I must lose weight. So, yes, uh, you know, uh, it's all about in heritage and also the culture that you grow up into. So even though that you and I are both women from Western societies, you have your cultural and their limitations and belief systems with you. And I have mine as we all have our own. Mm -hmm. But also as a yogi, because when I was really, really, really depressed and sick, yoga found me. Uh, I wasn't searching, but yoga found me. And it's this, you know, saying that when the, the student is ready, the teacher will show up. So in my case, uh, I, I found yoga. And I've been studying yoga and holistic disciplines for more than 28 years. So I know now that what I have been experienced, you know, what I've just shared is also the aim of yoga, like the yoga means union to connect with all the parts that are you, the whole spectrum that is you, you know, all the polarities, dark, light, yin, yang, uh, everything that you are to connect. Uh, so that's the purpose of yoga. The purpose of yoga is not to be flexible, or to make cool asanas, but the purpose of yoga is merely to to transform your inner wounds your traumas your inner darkness and get access to a high state of consciousness because the more of the traumas and the accumulated stress and unresolved emotions that you transform from the body which is stored within the body which means that you need to use the body to free yourself from all of these programs the more of of the darkness you can witness and transform the more access you have to your inner light and to high states of consciousness yeah i've been practicing yoga on and off for a long time too and i find it a good way to be very present to clear the mind because you're too busy thinking about the, your pose or how your body you know what I mean? You have how your body's moving or you're in alignment. So you're not really thinking about anything, but what your, your movement. And so that's what I love about yoga. So the nightmares that you were having, um, do you think that came from people around you or family members or what yeah, was the yeah, force think, of that? I think so. Uh, I think it came from my surroundings and from, you know, uh, my family. But I also think that it was my soul, you know, because my soul had been for, for decades trying to 
tell me like this is not good for you or you should not do this so it's not like i i hadn't had information it was just that i was so occupied being in my headspace and i didn't understand the signals and i didn't know what it was and i didn't know how to what to make of them or how to change because i was so programmed to be this good girl a uh, pretty girl i'm a big sister you know responsible being over responsible and, and things like this so i think that our souls are communicating with us 24/7 but we are not just listening in the western societies we are so busy making money or going into the next project or renovate the kitchen or you know to um to distracted with how we look or whatever mm-hmm. so we don't pay attention and the word breath in swedish is on the tag and that literally means to connect with the spirit so most of us are not connected with the spirit because our breaths are so poor we have mm-hmm. a very limited uh, breathing here in western societies so uh, we're not connected we're not connected to who we are we're not connected to spirit we're not connected to our souls and that's why we have these kind of symptoms in western societies that you don't see so much in traditional eastern societies we have cancer we have burnout we have depression we have sleeping disorders and they are all stress stress related one way or another mhm cuz the less connected we are the more problems we have <laughs> exactly and it's like we are having you know focus on the wrong things mm-hmm. and looking in the wrong places like we are looking always for outer acknowledgement or you know approvement and for higher we also can hear it in our language like we are moving up the career ladder we want to have mm-hmm. higher education we want to you know move forward but uh, we can't move forward when we have 95% of unconscious or subconscious programs that is running us mm-hmm. because even though that we want to move forward we are still trapped in the in the in the um, unresolved business that we all have yeah i didn't realize that um the swedish culture was like that um i know americans are terrible at that and we have words like rat race you know and and it just feels like everybody is trying to make more money work more get more money get more cars get bigger houses you know or the other term is keeping up with the joneses which is like that imaginary jones family next door you know you're trying to keep up with them you know what did they have did they have the latest golf cart did they build a new patio you know it never ends <laughs> i know i know and these just also when we are doing this and living these kind of lives we are upholding and maintaining this very i'm also writing about it in my books uh, very immature very unconscious feminine mm-hmm. and masculine energies and we 
in our societies, we think it's good when somebody's, you know, working 40 plus hours a week, you know, we applaud them. We, we are saying that they are very, you know, efficient or productive and that they're good. They're being appreciated at work. They get more money. But really, if, if I'm speaking from a yogic perspective, you know, workaholics, it's, they have a very unbalanced root chakra, meaning that they're very imbalanced. So it's just a strategy. It's just a strategy to trying to compensate with more money, with bigger breasts, newer car, new kitchen renovations. Just one way to compensate for an unconscious imbalanced root chakra. Yeah, I totally agree. I I see it also that that all our our behaviors and patterns that we have in the Western societies are trauma response, trauma responses from this lifetime, from previous lifetimes. Because as a yogi, uh, I believe that energy never dies and we are energetic beings in physical bodies. So energy never dies, which means that it just takes different shapes and forms. So this means that we have not only the traumas from this, the traumas and the stress from this lifetime, you know, running in our bloods, in our veins, existing in our DNA. We also have traumas and unresolved stuff from previous lifetimes. And all our patterns and behaviors, I see it as like trauma responses because we do this because basically, basically, all what we want to be is we want to be loved, we want to be acknowledged, and we want to be seen, right? This is like the, the psyche of the human nature. We want to be loved, we want to be seen, and we want to be, be belong, like with a group or the tribe. So we have developed all these strategies. We numb ourselves, we distract ourselves. And we are run by these 95% of unconscious programs, which are trauma responses. So that's why we are in the immature and the unconscious energies of the yin and yang, the feminine and the masculine. And just for you who's listening, uh, yin and yang are just energies, polarities, like day and night. And we all have them, whether you you are in a female or in a male body. So we have been programmed with really low consciousness. Uh, And this is also my line of work and what I do, what I write about in my books, like this book, for instance. Holy fuck, holy fuck. And sacred water, the secret connections to everything. This book uh, was mentioned as the book of the year by its readers. And here we are talking about all the way down on a micro perspective on the cellular level, all the way down to macro perspective out to the universe. And like how polluted we are, not only, you know, with how we are eating or drinking, but we are so polluted with our own limited belief systems and these traumas and they are stored deep within ourselves. So this book, holy fuck, she's also here to you know, reactivate the inner dormant light codes and to, to, uh, 
to be the holy fuck of the feminine and the masculine, but in the conscious energies. And some of the unconscious energies, you who don't know what I'm talking about, I can just mention like, for me, this is what I teach, this is what I write, this is what I live by, and this is what I've been studying, you know, through my own journey and also with 28 years of holistic disciplines. So for instance, the immature feminine can be very clingy, holding on to things. For instance, holding on to my body image, like, oh, I mustn't lose, you know, I mustn't gain any weight, I must remain like this, or, oh, my boobs are sagging, I, I need to, you know, whatever, fix them. So when I'm clinging, when I'm holding on to things, whether it's money, like Gollum in Lord of the Rings, my precious, or if it's my emotions stored within the body, if it's my belief system, if it's whatever, this is a very unconscious feminine energy. And yeah, I've means- been I've been thinking about that the the shadow side of the feminine. And some of the aspects of that would be jealousy and competitiveness. Because I find that in in women, we tend to look at each other and, and, you know, the shadow side sizes each other up, you know. I totally agree. But for me personally, that is the immature masculine, the competitive. Mm. Yeah. Mm So another aspect of the immature and unconscious feminine is manipulation. And just, Mm -hmm. you know, look how the world and the media has been, you know, the narrative that has been presented for the last two years that is so much in the uh, immature, unconscious uh, and undeveloped feminine energy and manipulation. Mm -hmm. And other energies uh, for the immature, undeveloped and unconscious masculine are as you said, uh, being very competitive, being very uh, in comparison, but also this strive, this strive for more money, for a better body, for a higher education, for uh, um, to always be the good girl, the good mom, the good wifey, whatever. That's the immature uh, masculine. So if you see how our societies are, you can see these, you know, polarities and these energies everywhere from the individual level to the collective consciousness. And that's why the world is so fucked up today, because we are, we are, our souls are not fucked up, but our behaviors, our programs, our limited belief systems are so fucked up and so programmed. And, uh, that's not who we are. So let's go back to the trauma you were talking about that we're projecting, the, the trauma responses. Can you talk about that on the collective level? Just because I think just today I'm feeling the collective kind of exhaustion, especially the feminine is exhaustion in this country of recent events. <laughs> that you've probably heard um, and a recent court ruling that affects our abilities to decide what to do with our bodies. So I think, you know, I'm feeling that 
Um, so let's talk about that collective. Like, what can we do about, I guess the only thing we could do about the collective is work on ourselves. So we're not exactly. contributing to it. Exactly. Because it, it truly is, you know, I can't do any change out there unless I change myself first mm -hmm. and we are all transmitting all the time we are receiving and transmitting energy it's like we are all being radio stations all the time and if I haven't healed my own conscious or unconscious wounds from this lifetime or previous lifetimes then I am unconsciously transmitting it out into the ether to the collective consciousness so I am a part, we are all a part of what is going on today. We are all a part of this bloody mess mm -hmm. because we have, by our free will, given consent one way or the other, right? Uh, so we have given our free will away, our power away. We have given our energy away. And the way I see it is that this is this, you know, huge awakening, huge ascension process that we are in individually and collectively. Uh, and like the yogis, they've known about it for, you know, thousands of years. It's in their scriptures that this is going to happen. And, and indigenous people have also been saying that this is going to happen. So the collective consciousness right now is based on fear and lack, right? Mm -hmm. Lack of time, lack of trust, lack of energy, lack of money. You know, you can have lack in so many ways. It doesn't have to be. It can be lack of love for yourself. It can be lack of trust in yourself, others or the universe, like, like I did. I didn't have a, a trust when I, I didn't trust anybody when I was depleted and depressed. Uh, I, I was in the illusion that I needed to you know, that I wasn't in control, that it was somebody else's fault or that I was a victim or something like this. So it's so important that each and every one of us is doing our inner, you know, shadow work or healing our inner wounds and traumas. Because as you say, the way the collective is now is also, because here's the thing, we cannot change what we are not aware of, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm totally unaware or unconscious of something, I can't change it. So it really needs to come in my face, you know, like, like me when I was sick and depressed and suicidal, you know, I, I, there was no escape from it. There was no escape. I couldn't just sit there and, you know, go, oh, oh, or I couldn't, I couldn't mentally physically emotionally or spiritually bypass it which many people do they they try to spiritual bypass themselves mm -hmm. so um when i when i hit the rock bottom i just knew that you know either i'm going to take these pills and then i'm then i'm going to die and then i am of no use to my small children my babies so i need to change i need to change not only for myself, but for my kids, you know, they are relying and depending upon me. And this is the opportunity that we are all having these times that 
not only to look out what's going on out there and, you know, to project my own shit, my own fucked upness, because this is also what has been going on for these past two years. There's been people against people. Like, you did that, you didn't do that. Uh, do what you're told. I don't want to do what I'm told. I want to do what resonates with me. Stand in line, take the fucking jab and sh shut up, you know. Uh, so these, these energies has been consciously programmed into us by some people. Uh, you know, it, it, it's, not, it's not more than that. Just follow the money and, you know, because that's one of the base, basics because money and greed have been ruling these worlds for thousands of years and they are very immature and low consciousnesses. Mm -hmm. So uh, these energies collectively have also sort of made people go against each other. In my, in my own family, it has been in family lines between, you know, mothers, fathers, their children, you know, friends, this gap, this separation, this divide, because it is so such a, you know, a well-known tool for con conquer and divide, right? Mm -hmm. So when we are being kept in fear and when we have these lack perspectives, then up to one level, we are easy to control, right? So this is a major opportunity to use the outer collective consciousness as a trampoline to move inwards. Like, what is my part of this? How am I treating myself? How, how am I treating others? Am I teaching yoga on the mat, but then I go out, you know, and tell people what to do or uh, being harsh or thinking that somebody is an idiot? Well, that's not yoga, good folks. That's uh, uh, the illusion of yoga because the challenge is to connect in the heart uh, in empathy and compassion for oneself for others in the midst of this separation it's not like we're going to be separated and then we're just going to make up and everything is going to be just peachy and it's going to be peace in the world no it's in this gap in this divide with each individual that needs to to be healed the feminine the masculine needs to be healed and they connect in the heart so what we see now is because it needs to come to the surface for each mm -hmm. and one of us and also in the collective consciousness so we can see how many things that are fucked up because when we see things that are fucked up whether it's me or you know the system or whatever then we can change it but until it's not in our conscious field we can't even do anything about it <laughs> yeah. and there's so many levels of this like, like you know i i always felt like i'm i'm just like you very sensitive always feeling everything feel 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 felt everything didn't know it was coming from me didn't know where it was coming from you know same thing then i did the good girl thing too because um because i didn't want to get in trouble exactly you know, because you my yeah yeah, because my mother was very unstable. So I was like, well, if I do everything right, if I get straight A's, if I, 
you know, then she won't target me. She won't get angry at me. And she might get angry at my sister or my dad, but not me. So then, you know, there's that perf perfect thing coming in. But Actually, like, you want to be and seen and acknowledged. But even with COVID, like, I consider myself a person that doesn't conform. And I see through a lot of bullshit just because I have a very good truth radar and I can tell when I'm being lied to because I physically feel uncomfortable in my body when it happens. So I recognize that feeling, but just, just COVID really like hit me, you know, it was like, it took it even further. It was like, wow, you know, the government really is not doesn't care about us so we have to take care of ourselves yeah we have to stop believing that they have our highest good or you know that's like the it's like the opposite I mean it's in your face if you look at the past couple of years about what's happening so yeah. I almost I went through like I got COVID and then I and I went through this dark night of the soul again like I've done it before. And then I went into the rabbit hole and I couldn't ignore what was in my face anymore. And I had to start looking, you know, and seeking and trying to understand what the truth is. But yeah, it comes, it comes in layers. But I always say, because I'm a Reiki master teacher and I help a lot of people with their healing, that the first step to healing is awareness. You need to be aware that there is a problem or where the problem is coming from in order to fix it and heal it. Exactly. And it's, it's um, like, I just want to add a couple of more things like the words govern, government, right? We mm -hmm. know govern means control and repent is mind. So government, another word for government is literally mind control. Take <laughs> I mean, it's and also the word democracy originally stems from the word demon. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. I know. And I'm writing about it in my newest book. My newest book uh, was released less than a week ago, and it's called The Sacred Soul, A Divine Evolution Through Time and Space. Can I just share the back? Um, the text of the back cover yeah mm -hmm. yeah so this is like what we are talking about uh, uh, coming to awareness and consciousness okay the sacred soul a divine evolution through time and space congratulations for holding the sacred soul a divine evolution through time and space in your hands you have unconsciously attracted her and she has attracted you Sacred soul is divinely channeled from the Akashic records. For those of us who are ready to remember who we are at the soul level and why we have arrived at this planet. This book is about the downfall and the ascension of our sacred soul. She comes in these challenging times with a mission to inspire, aid, hold space, and perhaps even challenge you in your divine evolution and ascension process. We all have the opportunity to ascend from the dense third dimension to the sacredness of the fifth dimension and beyond. To do this, we need 
to clear out the old karmic programs and start to make new choices. The sacred soul gives you the awareness, tools and insights to be who you are at the soul level. Much of the information of the sacred soul has been forgotten or buried beneath the layers and layers of unconscious and deep programming. Deep programming. Sacred soul is here to reclaim your sacredness and to reactivate your inner dormant light codes. So buckle up, connect to your heart and open your mind. Let the journey and the remembrance begin. So the way I see it is that these times that we are in are orchestrated by our souls for us to expand and evolve. Not like that we are having souls, but we are souls with physical bodies. Our souls resides within our bodies part, partially. So we can use all these fears and these lack perspectives that we find within ourselves and also in the collective consciousness as a trampoline to do the inner work and to, to dare to go there, as you say, into the rabbit hole, because there's also many who are so programmed and brainwashed, sadly enough, so they, they become angry when you, when you say things like this. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, cognitive dissonance. Mm-hmm. Like they're even defending, they're even defending the government, you know, that wanna, that totally get, don't give a fuck about them. Mm-hmm. So it's it's this is what the indigenous people and like yogi have known for thousands of years that these times will come, and we will move back to our original state, which is high states of consciousness than the ones that we have down here in the third dimension, which is called a matrix, by the way. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, it's we're here for a reason. And also, I believe the people who are here, the souls that are here, have the capabilities, have the experience to heal all of this. It seems overwhelming and it seems like an impossible task, but... I don't think we're on this planet at this time if we didn't have the ability to do it. I totally agree. And we all have a mission. We all have a purpose. And we all have a free choice. We can continue to give consent silently or unconsciously. Or we can do something else. So this is the opportunity. Because I'm also writing about it in, in the, this, the Sacred Soul book. that. Um, Many of us are not used to listen to our souls, myself included, when I was depressed. We are more used to listen to our egos, to our big egos. And our egos is all about keeping safe. Our egos is all about, you know, uh, it wants us to survive. So here we are, you know, as the species of human, we have survived thousands and thousands of years because we have this ego that are designed to keep us safe but our souls are not designed to keep us safe on the contrary Mm -hmm. our souls are designed for us to grow and evolve and to expand and we all know that you know growth don't occur in our comfort zone 
you have the free will, but here's the thing. If you go off your path too much, okay, then you're going to have to face the consequences of that, which is probably going to be some sort of illness, depression, everything that you went through, it's going to hit you. It's going to hit you in the face and what I say, smack you in the butt. So it's happened to me. I know that if I went off my path and I was working the wrong job and I got my appendix burst, you want to talk about power leaking out of my solar plexus? There you go. So I'm not stupid. So, <laughs> you know, 17 years ago, I was like, well, universe, you know, and I do believe in a in creator, a higher power. I don't call it God because there's what people's definitions of God is kind of different than what I think the creator is. But I, I say, totally cre yeah, so creator or higher power says, I'm not supposed to be doing this job, even though I've got a bachelor's degree and a master's degree and years of experience, I'm not supposed to be doing this. So I said, okay, exactly. universe, I'm not doing this anymore, but I don't know what I'm doing. So exactly. I didn't want to jump into another job that I hated or was bad for me. So I said, well, I guess, you know, I just got married and I was like, well, I guess I want to have a family. So I'll focus on that. And then I'll, I'll figure it out, you know, yeah. and I didn't figure it out till I was about 40. So, but I always had that feeling I was supposed to do something. There's something I'm supposed to be doing and it's, it's supposed to, a, yeah, it's supposed to be big. It's not supposed to be small. Exactly. And that's the yeah. soul, that's the soul uh, talking to you in various ways. And, yeah. and I do, um, in my line of work, I also do like karma clearings, uh, which is like a reset, a restart of your energetic system. Because your soul, even though that we have so many unconscious programs running in our bodies, uh, you know, that's why we choose this poor job or that's why we don't think that we're good enough or that's why we end up in this dysfunctional relationship or that's why we don't have money or whatever 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 mm -hmm. that's why we don't have our health but uh so even though that we are run by these unconscious programs but the soul knows it just knows and it's the soul exactly as you described you just know it's it's beyond words it's beyond mm -hmm. logic it's something that you can describe you just know you just know that this is you know this is my truth and this is bullshit or whatever mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and i i felt this long this that is going on globally today i felt it long before it happened and i was like oh no that's not my truth mm -hmm. It, it was like a nagging feeling. It was, it was more than knowing. It was like, there's something, there's something. Keep looking till you find it. Keep, keep searching till you find it, till you figure it out. Exactly. Yeah. And so when I did my own karma clearing, I realized why I, you know, as we've been talking about um, why I, 
had such a low consciousness, why I was depressed, why I was suicidal, because I had made so many negative choices that were not aligned with who I was at the soul level. Mm-hmm. So, and I found out that um, I'm, I'm from another, you know, solar galaxy from the beginning uh, in my origination before, long before I came down here to this planet in this meat suit, like my body is uh, this amazing body because it's our bodies that are the temple that contains the soul right so they're they're the vessel so it's also important how you treat your body whether it's you know with your mindset or you know with your emotions or whatever but then it made so much sense to me when I did my karma clearing like like I truly had to go through everything that I was to be able to sit here and do what I do right now in my line of work or in this talk that I'm having with you because I cannot sit here and only be mental about it or only have read things it's it's what I call like a mental sort of spirituality and that's big like bypass from what spirituality truly is mm-hmm. You are breathing, and as I said, the breath is on the tog, and it's connecting with the spirit, and you are breathing through the body. So everything that is divine and sacred, you need to experience through the body. But it made so much sense, as I had made so many uh, choices, because now it's not only a knowledge that I have, it's a wisdom, like an acquired wisdom that I have received from my own healing journey so i can transmit this i can send out these energies to the collective consciousness i can talk about it and i can also guide others through it i think we are on the same mission (laughs) (laughs) well we're coming up on an hour so i wanted to thank you for coming on and, and sharing your story and that no matter how low it gets and how bad it gets, you can, there are ways to get out of it and to heal it. And um, I highly recommend people seek you out or seek me out if you need help. Um, And where can listeners find you and get your books? So thank you. Uh, they can find me on my website. It is not updated, but it's up and running and you can have my, you know, you can connect with me there. So it's www.ulliskarlsson.com. So it's ulliskarlsson.com. And my books, uh, if you want them signed, they're with me, or you can uh, order them all at Amazon, amazon amazon.com. Okay, great. And all these details will be in the notes, of course, if people want to look you up. And I wanted to thank you so much for coming on the show and telling your story. And I wish you well. And if you need anything, need any help from me, or anything, come and reach out to me because we're obviously on the same mission and aware of the same mission on the planet. (laughs) Thank you so much. And the same to you. And uh, also thank you for listening. And I just want to 
and by saying like um, when I was suicidal I listened to Oprah Winfrey and there was this guest one day that said something I can't remember who it was and I can't remember what was said but that thing that was said didn't make me to commit suicide at that time at that day Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. if it's only one word or one sentence that I say that resonates with you then you know I have paid back my karma and the circle is closed yes and perhaps if you find yourself in a dark place and feel like you're depressed you can also think of it as a deep rest a deep rest for body mind and soul and that you are growing into something more a better version of yourself great i love it well thank you so much for sharing your story thank you so much for having me hi friends thanks for listening this is your host of the weirdest experience podcast tina clark I also wanted to share with you, I have my own energy healing business called Stargazing Angel LLC. I offer energy healing sessions, EFT tapping sessions, tarot readings, and I also offer classes on Reiki, shamanism, and tarot, and more. If you're interested in having a session with me, please call 843-695-7218. Or you can email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. You can also check out my website, which is www.tinakinneyclark.com. That's T-I-N-A-K-I-N-N-E-Y-C-L-A-R-K-E.